0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message.
1: Your Bibles tonight, the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 4. Daniel in chapter 4 tonight. As you turn to Daniel four, by way of introduction, we, uh, we have uh, King uh, Nebuchadnezzar and he had a dream. This is different than the first dream that was given earlier. This dream, he wanted to know the interpretation of it. What's it all about? What does it mean? He gathered the wise men today, together. They had no idea what to tell him. Chapter number four, verse 19, then Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar, was astonished for one hour and his thoughts troubled. Belshazzar, uh, let not the dream or the interpretation of the dream trouble thee. Verse number 20, the tree that thou sawest which grew was strong, whose height reached to the heaven, the sight of all the earth, whose leaves were fair and the fruit was much in it, meat for all. Under the beast of the wild, the field dwelt and among the branches the fowls. It is thou, O king, it's thou, O king, that art grown and become strong, for thy greatness is grown, and reach to the heaven and the dominion to the earth. Wow, this is great. Nebuchadnezzar, I want to tell you something. You're that mighty tree. You're that big tree. Look what's happened. in your kingdom. But the thing is gonna change the story now. The Bible says, and whereas the king saw the watcher, a holy one coming down from heaven, saying, hew down the tree. Destroy it. Leave the stump, the roots. Verse 24, this is the interpretation, O king. This is the decree of the Most High which has come upon my Lord the King, that they shall drive thee from men, and the dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as the oxen. They shall wet thee with the dew of heaven. Seven times shall pass over thee, till thou know that the Most High God ruleth the kingdom of man, and giveth to whomsoever he will. By the way, may I stop there? The king's heart is still in the hand of the Lord. We think these puny little kings that gathered together last week for the G7 meeting, they think they're in charge, but friend, they're not in charge of anything. The king's hand is in the heart of the Lord. I didn't read it, but I saw it popped up on my phone that they're saying that Mr. Biden's meeting with Putin was perhaps the greatest meeting with Russia in a century. Well, both of them must be insane then, I guess. Whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the roots and the kingdom shall sure unto thee that thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. You're gonna find out the heavens rule. By the way, these kings that are certain, they just elaborate the fact that it's a good thing to kill now baby number 64 million. 63 million plus babies have been slaughtered in America. They think that's a good thing. Vote for me, oh, I'll have your rights. What about those babies that's a living soul? Getting a little quiet in here now. I hope we move in the auditorium, there's an echo of AM, amen, that's still slaughter. That's a precious life. Now they're talking about all these genders and all these things and what it all means and everybody can redefine, They think there's 67 genders now they're saying. But the Bible says God created male and female, created he, them. God is still always on the throne. And the Bible says, whereas, verse 26, they commanded to leave the stump of the tree roots and the kingdom shall be sure unto thee that thou shalt have known that the heavens do rule. Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be accepted unto thee. Break off thy sins by righteousness. Our Father, may we take admonition from the text. I pray that we'd be helped tonight in Jesus' name, amen. Have you noticed, like I have noticed in the Christian life, I want so badly to please him I want so badly to be a man of God. I want so badly to be a good Christian. But have you noticed how easy it is to sin and disappoint our heavenly God? I realize that sin is transgression against God. It's disobedience, it's rebellion, it's self-will. It's when we elevate our desires above God. We're saved, we know we're saved. When the holy spirit of god convicts us of sin that's his job in john chapter 16 he'll convict us of our sin but all of us sin the bible says in 1st john in chapter 1 verse 8 if we say that we have no sin we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us it's easy to sin it's easy to get in the flesh. It's easy to tell someone off. It's easy to be frustrated. It's easy to satisfy ourselves. It is easy to sin. Secondly, all of us have sins that can easily capture us. Therefore laying aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. Your sin may be different than my sin. But it can easily sidetrack us. Some it's the sin of money. You want money, you want position, you want prestige, you want influence, you want recognition, you want whatever we all want, whatever it is in our life. But there is all in all of our lives this old Adamic flesh that wants to sin. That's why Paul says, I crucify my flesh, I die daily. We have to say no to the flesh. And so tonight I recognize that all Christians sin. I recognize, secondly, we all have a sin that does so easily beset us. And I recognize 1 John chapter 2, there's the, the world, the flesh, and the devil, and they're all against us. And they roar against us. And the devil is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I don't know how you are, I'm certain you're the same as I. I don't want sin in my life this week. I want sin to be conquered. And I know it was conquered at Calvary, but I don't want to get in the flesh this week. I don't want to be led by the flesh. I want to be led by the Spirit. Nebuchadnezzar gets the story. You're coming down, big boy. I'm going to deal with your pride, I'm going to deal with your self will. And notice what the Bible says to Nebuchadnezzar. Not only is the king departed from thee, as he says in verse number 33, but I wanna back you up to verse 27. Therefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee. Daniel is still a captive. Daniel went into captivity, stolen from his mother and dad never to see him again. Never go back to Jerusalem when he was just a child, just a teenager, just a young boy. When he entered into the den of lions, he was a 90-year-old man. He lived all of those years in captivity. God raised him up to be a mighty man even amongst four different kings that came to power. They realized that they were dealing with the man of God even when one threw him into the den of lions. Here the Bible says, I want the things I've told you, I'm telling you the truth. I want them to be acceptable, king. Don't kill me because I told you the truth. Don't extinguish my life because I told you the truth. But there's a phrase that follows that in verse 27. Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee and break off thy sins. Stop right there. Daniel says, king, you live any way you want. You live for wine, you live for women, you live for the fast lane, you live for power, you live to hurt people, you throw them in dens of lies, you do whatever you want to do, you heat the furnace up many times hotter, you throw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you're out of control. Break off your sins question tonight. What sins do you need to break off? What sins do I need to break off? What is your sin? What is your sin? The sin that is so easy in our life. I want everyone to take inventory because right now as I say that, everyone can come up with a sin. The sin might be negativity, the sin might be bitterness, the sin might be anger, the sin might be carnality, the sin might be deceit, the sin might be envy, it might be fear, and I'll tell you what, I've sinned during COVID because there's been days of great fear, oh dear God, what in the world is going on? I've got these people in the cold of winter and the rain and I had fear at times and of trust all the time in God. We're so frail, are we not? What is it? Is the sin of your family that you're distanced from your family? Is it the fear of jealousy? Is it the fear of gossip? Is it the fear of ill will? Is it the the sin of ill will? Is it the sin of hatred? Is it the sin of rebellion against God? There's a sin that's captivating our lives tonight and the scripture says break off the sins. If we gave the invitation right now, if we we're gonna be honest, we ought to have everyone come forward and say, I'm breaking off my sin right now. Well, we know when someone has a liquor problem. We know when someone has a drug problem. We know when someone has this problem or that problem. We know when some that come to this church have a ankle bracelet on their ankle on the jails, let them come to church. We know their problem. What sin Easily derails you. Break it off. Break it off. Breaking means to, to 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 loose yourself from it. Notice what the Bible says. How do I have victory? Break it off by righteousness. I want to speak on that tonight in these last few moments. By righteousness. I, I find in my Christian life as you do undoubtedly. That there are, there are sins that come into our life. And once again I faced Satan this morning. And I battled him all the day long. But in my weakness, God sent reinforcements. And at sundown I sang victory song. Oh, the sun's coming up in the morning. If I want to have victory over my sin, how am I going to do it? I must replace my sin with deposits of righteousness. Right is the root word. I must do right. And so you're upset with your mate. You have to offset that by coming to your mate and say, I have sinned. Will you forgive me? I've been wrong. I've been critical. I've been cantankerous. I've been difficult to live with. I want you to turn before I get to the real text, and I will not be long tonight, but I want you to turn with me to 2 Timothy and chapter number 3. In 2 Timothy, as you turn there, on the radio broadcast some weeks ago, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, this text that I've read so many times, chapter 3, got a hold of my heart because it all deals with individual me We 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 deal with these sins and think it's everybody else's fault. Everybody else has a problem. But God tells us through Paul that in the last days perilous savage times will come and the foundation of all that is the first one. You see it? The Bible says for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Everything that follows even for the Christian, shows how it's all about me. Stop thinking it's the next guy. It's all about me. He says, for example, when we begin to realize it's ourselves corrupts everything, we can get some deeds of righteousness, but ourselves, we've got a lover of ourselves, and what shows up? Covetous, we want more. Covetous, we want more. Boastful, what is that? When I'm boastful, it doesn't mean pride. It means I am willing to put strife between people. I am willing to be an antagonist. I am willing to set at ill will feelings with one another. Do you do that with your family? Do you do that with your grown relatives, mature adult relatives? You don't talk to them because you tell this relative this and you tell this relative that. And when a person becomes a lover in themselves, they become covetous, they become boastful, they become thirdly pride. That all deals with me. These six things that the Lord hate, you seven an abomination, a proud look. The next word is to be blasphemous. We always think that relates to God. No, it means I'm willing to tear down someone else. I'm willing to tear down another preacher i wanted to tear down another Christian. I'm willing to tear down a relative because I am all about myself. we become number six, disobedient to parents. Now I hope this week with the greatest youth group in all America, the North Valley Baptist Church kids right here that are stellar, you're amazing. I hope that God would reveal to your heart, I've been rebellious to my dad, I've been rebellious to my mother, my dad has left us, I've been bitter at my dad, my mother's left, I've been bitter at my mom, I don't like things that are going on, I don't like what's going on, and rebellion has now reached the home, disobedient to their parents, unthankful. Again, it comes back to me. When we're unthankful, we have a spirit that we're unappreciative to our parents, to our church, to our Christian school, to our God. We're unholy, that's personal. That is, we're not clean, we're not set apart. Without natural affection, we'll do any sin. Any sin imaginable, man with man, woman with woman, adult with child, any type of sin because I love myself and I am gonna make myself happy. Truth breakers, that's people who will just refuse to be agreeable. If you're a relative and you just refuse to be agreeable, something's wrong, again it goes back to me. False accusers, I'm gonna tear down your reputation, it's the last thing I do. When we tear down others' reputation, Incontinent. That means I'm going to do my own thing. There's no self control. Fierce. That means my life is brutal. It's untamed. I will hurt you if I have to hurt you. I will do whatever I will because I'm going to exalt myself because I love me and you are not on the list. Despisers of those that are good. How many times the preachers that are here and the preachers that are listed could say, you preach God's word, and you're trying to be what you should be, and then all of a sudden, your name gets lit up on the internet, or it gets lit up by people, and you're the bad guy. And they're, they're trying to ones, they're, they're trying to do what's good. Preachers will preach this week, and people will follow us online, and God bless them. But they'll be brutal. They'll be fierce. They'll be they'll be traitors. They they'll despisers of those good. Next one is traitor. No lo- loyalty to anybody. No loyalty. Hitty. That means we're reckless, we're rash, we say things quickly, we're high-minded, we're puffed up with our own importance, we're lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God and I fear that in this day. We want to, everything's gotta be a party, everything's gotta be a play and then having a form of godliness. Turn with me to the book of James but denying the power thereof, please turn with me to James and we'll be done. In the book of James tonight, I want some righteousness in my life. And if I can get some righteousness in my life, perhaps I can see that I can conquer some sins. If I'm going to conquer sins, I need to have righteousness. James deals with this. How to be righteous. Chapter four, verse 10. Humble yourself under the mighty in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. If I'm going to sow seeds of righteousness, I'm going to have to learn to walk humbly before God. Notice what he says in verse 6 about that. But he giveth more grace, for God saith he resisted the proud, but it giveth grace to the humble. A deed of righteousness I could deposit in my life is humility of heart. Let me step aside. You go before me. Let me step aside. Let's do it the way that it helped your life. Let me step aside to my mate. I'll, I'll die to myself for you. I want your life to be supreme. I wonder on this Father's Day, Dad, you have to lead. But I wonder if it's a narcissistic spirit that your children and your wife live in fear because you're so dominant. It's always about you. It's really what you want, it's your way, it's your way or the highway. Whatever days God gives us with our family, maybe days where we say, as a dad, I'm gonna to die to myself, my pride. I'm gonna live for my children, I'm gonna live for my grandchildren, I'm gonna live for my mate. If we're gonna have a seed of righteousness, we're gonna to have to walk humbly before God. Secondly, we're have to draw nigh unto God. Look what he says in verse number 8. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. On this little 4 by 8 platform where we've been preaching all these many months, I want God to come over. Come here, God. Please help me. That's not how it works. It's not me demanding God to help me. When we go to prayer, it's not me demanding God to come to my side. I draw nigh to God. He will draw nigh to me. God's waiting for me to take the first step. And instead of, God, you get over here. Help me right now. I'm in real trouble. I can't go on. I'm so despondent. I'm so weary. I'm so hard, hard pressed. God, God, where are you? Where are you? And he said, just draw nigh to me. And I take a step. And you know when I take a step to God, what he does over here on this side? He draws nigh to me. But there's still a distance. And I said, Lord, I I sense your presence more than I did earlier. Would you come closer? He said, no. No, Jack, I'm not coming closer. You come closer to me. Draw me nearer. And I take a step. And guess what happens when I take a step? He takes a step. And there's still a distance. And I said, dear Lord, I want to walk with you. Jesus will walk with me. Down through the valley, Jesus will walk with me over the plain. Walking with Jesus is my soul's delight. He guides me ever in paths that are right. Holding communion most wondrous and fair. Walking together what joys can compare. I'd rather walk with Jesus than roam the paths of sin. I'd rather have his friendship than earth's best honors win. My one desire is to please him in daily ways I trod. And so I'm walking onward upward bound for heaven and God. I said, dear God, draw near to me. They said, oh no, Jack, it doesn't work that way. You draw nigh my, my to me. And I draw nigh to him and he draws nigh to me. And we're walking together, walking with Jesus. Brother Pedro's in heaven tonight. One of his sisters, one uh, uh, Chona she died years ago sweet lady godly lady about my age she's with the, and and his other sister Priscilla we're about all the same age and she died years ago and her little favorite little chorus was walking with Jesus she was in a wheelchair been run over by a semi truck in the Philippines and she hadn't walked in years and her favorite little song was walking with Jesus walking everyday walking all the way Walking with Jesus, walking with Jesus, my Lord. You helped me so much, Pastor, this morning. Uh, Pedro, on Father's Day, is seeing his heavenly father. What a truth that is. He's seeing he's seen his mother. Oh, she was a good member of this church. She started coming to this church, did not know one word of English, and she sit underneath the balcony on this side, the horseshoe balcony. Over here she'd sit, and she'd come to church and weep and always say, I love you. I love you, I, that's about all she could say. I love you, didn't know English at all. But guess what? By the time God took her, she knew English. Just kept coming to church. Did not enroll in English class. She enrolled in Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. God used her, she's with the Lord. And he's with his sisters. And he's with his nephew, Anthony Bellina. And He's probably brought word about his two little kids today. Anthony they're doing so well I wish you could have seen Ashton play ball on Thursday night he hit a double off a of pastor pitching praise God I a little Ashton he's a high schooler now I guess and it eighth ninth grade he got up to bat and I got two strikes on him and I said oh dear God please help him to hit this ball I just felt like it'd be so important I thought I thought if he could just get the ball in the field. I had great confidence in our team that I knew they would bobble the ball. I knew they'd mess it up, I just knew it. I mean when on your team there's Chris Kissel, I rest my case right there. And I got brother Andy Gong that has two Terrible knees. And I got Brother Dave Lara that can barely, barely move. He's a good pitcher, but that's about it. He can't even crawl to first base. I got all these old guys. I'm the young guy on the team. I'm getting off of preaching now, but I'm sorry, try to sow some seeds of righteousness right now. And he got up to bat and he tagged that ball. Brother Sam Finera, for an old man, you look good on first base, I'll tell you that right now. He's got the the whole uniform. He's got it it down, he's kind of thin looking and plays lefty on first base. We look good, I mean, we look great. He batted that ball. I wonder what it's like being in heaven tonight. I want you to know I'm supposed to draw a knight at God. I have so many more points, I think I'll quit right there. I'll say in closing, chapter 4, verse 7 if I'm to sow seeds of righteousness, I must walk humbly before God. I must draw nigh unto God. I must resist, verse 7, the devil. I have to resist him. I must, verse number 4 and verse 8, I must cleanse my heart. I must live a clean life. Tonight, we're so casual. We're so weak, we're so fickle, we're so indifferent. And Daniel comes to the king that's now gonna spend the next seven years in a field eating the grass with the oxen. And his nails are gonna grow like claws. And he's gonna live like an animal because it's pride. And God always brings down pride. You can take that to the bank. He always brings down sin. How do I conquer sin? by righteousness. I read recently the story of Dr. Walter Wilson. Maybe you've read about him. Dr. Walter Wilson, he stayed in our home probably in the 50s. He's a tremendous medical doctor. He's been home with the Lord probably 40 years or so. Dr. Walter Wilson was preaching in our church. He told, he's told stories about Sinclair gas stations and I don't know if they're very prevalent here, but they're still in the, in the nation. He went up to a gas station attendant at a Sinclair. He said, you ever notice how ungodly your gas station is? He said, excuse me? He said, in your very name, Sinclair, you have S-I-N, sin. Do you know where sin came from? And he witnessed to that man, if I'm not mistaken, he led him to Christ. my neighbor, he was in an awful car accident. Ronnie, coming home from Bible college, was paralyzed and he's home with the Lord now. Ronnie was a great athlete. Ronnie, I heard him tell this story now paralyzed when he was told this as a, about a 21-year-old, 22-year-old, 23-year-old. He said, I pulled into a Shell gas station. I said, hey fella, take the S off your station. The first one was Sinclair, I got thinking about that sin. He said you take off the word shell, take the letter S out, you have the word hell, H-E-L-L. Do you know young man, he witnessed to that man, there is a hell. And you ought to look at that sign every day and realize you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. And that station sign tells you that. I got thinking of Rotten Robbie gas station on the corner. You know, gas stations have terrible names, don't they? Rotten Robbie, Sinclair, Shell, which deals with hell. There's a lot of unrighteousness around us. I want you to pray for me this week. I want to deposit so much righteousness I can my attitude, my spirit, my fears, my flesh, myself, my pride. I want to put as much, as much righteousness into my life so I could see the conquering of the sin that is so easy in my life.
0: Thank you for listening to the Audio Preaching Podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us,